another chapter of Said Said. Uh, I appreciate y'all tuning in today. And if today's your first time uh, tuning in, uh, thank you so much for uh, tapping in uh, to today's chapter. If you're watching this on YouTube, please uh, subscribe and hit the like button if you enjoyed today's episode. Also, if you're watching this on Spotify, please subscribe and hit the notification buttons. That way you can be notified whenever the next chapter is out. Also, if you're watching this on Spotify, I have a questionnaire at the bottom as well as a poll uh, at the bottom. Like when you click on the chapter, it'll show you uh, a questionnaire and a poll. If you have any questions, you have any prayer requests, you have anything you want to talk about, uh, please put that into the part where it gives you an opportunity to say what are your thoughts about this episode. So before we get started, as always, uh, we're going to pray. So dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, today. God, we thank you for waking us up. God, uh, we woke up today, so that means that you still have plans for us that we still have a destiny uh, and a purpose to be fulfilled on this earth. God, we just thank you for ordering our steps. We thank you for leading us. We thank you for being our provider and our protector. Father, may you please just uh, fill the, the speakers up with the Holy Spirit. May they feel your warmth. May they feel your comfort. May they feel your peace. May they feel something that they've never felt before in their entire lives as they listen to this show. Allow something to set and take place inside of their heart, inside of their mind that gets them to start. Um, it gets them thinking in a different way, in a more brighter way, bringing them closer to the light and feeling this warmth that you provide. So, Father, thank you so much for providing this show. Thank you for, uh, for providing these thoughts. Just speak through me and uh, keep everyone safe. And may, the in and may you protect us from the enemy as we watch and listen to the show. So in your son's precious name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. So today, <clears throat> today I want to talk to you about the fowls of the air. Now this show picks up from chapter this show picks up from chapter 27, which was my most recent chapter, which was titled Chapter 27, Which Soil Is It? And in this chapter, just to summarize that last chapter, we were going over the parable of the sower. Now, this is going to be in Matthew chapter 13, verse 4 is where we're picking up today. And this is whenever the sower goes out into the field. And remember who the sower is. The sower is God. The sower is Jesus. The sower is disciples. As I said last time, if you're a believer in Christ, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a disciple. You are a part of discipleship. Um, you know, one of the last things that Jesus says to us is to go out into all the world and to speak the gospel to every creation. And so he's talking to you in that. He's not just talking to his disciples. And so as we go out into the world, as we go out into our day, as we go out into the field, as the sower does, we are to plant seeds. The seed is the word of God, as we talked about in chapter 27. But we went a little further and today's chapter is to go further into the first soil and the first soil that Jesus Christ talks about being sowed is that the seeds fall by the wayside they don't even get a chance to get into the soil they don't even get a chance to get into the root but what does that mean I, I kind of went in 
kind of touched on it last chapter. But what that is talking about is that we go out and we may be, you know, like you go with family members or you go with friends and you're like, man, I went to church and they're, they would, they, you may have heard, oh, that's cool. Or like, nah, don't talk to me about that. Or maybe they just make fun of you, you know, like, oh, why are you going to church? Or they make fun of the church. Um, you could be saying, hey, I'm starting up a business. You could say, hey, uh, for instance, for me, like, I could say, hey, I'm going to barber school. Haven't had this happen, but let's just say, uh, I said, hey, I'm going to barber school. And someone says, why are you going to barber school? Like, that's, you're how old and you're going to barely be going back to school? You're how old and you're barely starting a trade? You're starting a career? So when you start hearing things like this, when a seed is trying to be planted in your life or the word of God is what Jesus is talking about. I'm just trying to take it further. What Jesus is talking about is whenever the word of God, whenever his disciples, whenever he goes and he tries to work through his disciples to tell someone about the word of God, they don't want to hear it at all. They don't care to hear it. And it's not that they don't care to hear it. It's that it says that the fowls of the air come and devour them up. So when the sower went out, seeds fell by the wayside, and that the fowls of the air immediately came down and devoured them up. So when it's in regards to the word, when Jesus is talking about the word of God being the seed, that means that someone just doesn't even can't even hear about it because the devil is working so hard against them to not hear the word. He wasn't, he won't even give them a chance. He is ripping that up as soon as he can. By the way, when you go to church, let's say you go to church, let's say you hear a good sermon. As soon as you leave, it's always, have you ever had that, that, that time where you leave church and you go and, and someone said, you tell someone, someone asks you like, Hey, what'd you do today? And you tell them, man, I went to church. And they're like, oh yeah, well, what was it about? And you're like, man, you know, I don't know what it was about, but it was such a good service. Like, why, why can't I think about, why can't I think what was it about? That's because the enemy is working so hard to try to rip whatever good thing that you just heard right out quickly. He didn't even want it. He doesn't even want it to take place. He doesn't want you to take notes in church. He doesn't want you to remember it. He doesn't want you to do any of that. He doesn't want, he wants to work so hard against you to where that seed just doesn't take any, any root. It doesn't even have a chance to get into the soil. And so as the fowls, so that's when it's talking about the word, what, where I'm taking this at is trying to get it into relation, not only to the word, but to everything else. You have to understand when you're trying to start new things in your life, let's say you've been trying to work out. Let's say you've been trying to get over, let's say smoking weed. You've been trying to get over drinking alcohol. You've been trying to get over um, cussing. You've been trying to get over listening to bad music. When I say bad music, I mean stuff that's not influencing you in the proper way. Stuff that is misguiding you, you know. This is all, when, when you're trying to get from that, the devil will immediately put someone in your life or will try to come say something or uh, will have your favorite artist drop a new song, drop a new, whatever it is, just to get you to stay intact with, with that world. He doesn't want you to leave 
where you're at. I had a friend of mine at school. He said that he heard that someone said that the devil only goes goes against you and comes at you very hard whenever you're trying to get closer to God, whenever you are getting closer to God. He comes at you very hard because he knows how close you are to becoming to defeating that that vice or defeating that problem that you've been dealing with for so long that he's been putting in your life that you've been falling into temptation with. He knows. Man, if I keep fighting this person real hard, if I keep going at her hard, if I keep going at him hard, they're going to break. They're going to go back. They're going to fall. They're not as strong as they think they are. Their willpower of their spirit isn't as th- strong as they think they are. And it's for us to prove them wrong, to show him that, no, we aren't meant to do this our entire lives. We aren't meant to just sit here and cuss and not learn any different words that can better our vocabulary. We're not meant to sit here and drink our life away. We're not. We're meant to go and be healthy. We're not meant to sit here and just lay down and relax all day or relax as soon as you get home and just smoke some weed. You're living a selfish life. And when you live a selfish life, the devil will always leave you alone. He's going to work. And then he's going to work at you when you decide that you don't want to be that way, when you want to go get healthy, when you want to start exercising again, when you want to get rid of these addictions, that's whenever he comes in. And so whenever this seed is trying to be taken place, the something very important to do, well, before I get into that, just to close on this opening, uh, this opening statement, is that it says that the fowls of the air came and devoured them up. Now, the sower goes out to sow. The fowls of the air are there. They're in the field. They're watching. They're watching. The devil is always around. Always around. He's lurking. He's just like a, he's like a snake in the grass. He's just watching, just waiting for his moment. To just come down and pick at you and pick at you and pick at you. He's there. So be careful. He's like a fly just buzzing around, very annoying, never trying to let you get ahead in life. So when it says that the fowls of the air came and devoured them up, just be aware that the devil is always constantly around. Even the most, you know, holiest, you know, preacher he's getting messed with. Jesus got messed with constantly. There were anywhere he went to perform miracles, even his disciples, whoever it was, they were always, he was always coming against, the enemy was always trying to come against him. There was always something that he was having to deal with. So just be aware and just know that when you are facing challenges and you're trying to get better, that that's a good thing. That's that you're getting better. When you have when you're getting when you're going upstream, it's easy, it's hard to go upstream in a river. If the river's flowing this way and you're trying to go upstream, you're gonna have resistance. Anytime you try to climb a mountain, you're gonna have resistance. It's gonna get the altitude gets higher, the it just the higher you're going, the difficult it will be when you're climbing a mountain. It's the same thing when you try to do anything good. It's easy to do bad. It's easy to go get high. It's easy. It's all you have to do is just pretty much have money. Go get some bud, roll it up, smoke it. 
Very easy. But what kind of life is that? What's difficult is trying to be good. It's easy to go to the liquor store and get some alcohol and go drink with your friends and not have to worry about bettering yourself in life or perfecting your skill and your craft, perfecting in your career, becoming uh, reading a different reading a book that's going to give you gain, give you more knowledge to gain. It's easy to do what's bad and the devil will allow it. So I just want you just to chew on that until next chapter. But just think about it. Think about start start looking around whenever someone comes and says something or you're trying to say that I'm trying to do this. And when someone gives you a response or you're trying to get better, but then let's say you're trying to go to church and your car just so happens to not be working or there happens to be traffic or your alarms just so happen to not go off. Just be aware that that is no coincidence. That's the devil really trying to come against you. It's it's crazy. So it's like, okay, great, said. Cool. I get it. The fouls of the air, the devil's always around. I get it. What do I do? How do I prevent that? How do I protect myself from that? Well, in Ephesians, <clears throat> in Ephesians, um, all right, so the, sorry, the Lord told me to say this real quick. <clears throat> you, you may be thinking, if I haven't convinced you yet, you may be thinking, Cedric, where does it say that in the Bible of where the devil's always around besides the fowls of the air? Maybe that's just something you're picking up. On John 10, 10, he speaks about, when I say he, talking about Jesus Christ. This is in uh, red letters. Anytime that you see red letters in the Bible, that's Jesus Christ uh, speaking. And you're going to find red letters inside of the New Testament. So in John 10, 10, it says that the thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So the thief comes around but to steal, to kill, and destroy. He's trying to soak them seeds up. He's trying to take them up. He's trying to devour your future. Okay, moving on. So what do we do about it, right? How do we guard ourselves? How do we protect ourselves? In Ephesians 6, 11, it's called putting on the full armor of God. It's the full armor of God, full armor. So not just half, not just a little bit, the whole armor of God, okay? And I'll go ahead, I'll read it to you, and then we'll dive into it. So it says to put on, and this is, again, Ephesians 6, uh, 11. So chapter 6, verse 11, to put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Check that out, right? So Jesus is always like Jesus works through his disciples when they're writing these when they're writing these uh these letters and things like that so well. He 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 cares about you. He wants you to be protected. He doesn't want you to be having anxiety, depressed. He doesn't want you to be miserable. He don't want you to be an alcoholic. He doesn't want you to be high all the time, a pie. He, don't want, he doesn't want you to be a drug addict. He doesn't want you to be an abusive father, abusive, a cheater. He doesn't want you to be any of that. All these things 
he's warned us that these things will come against us, but he has given us light. He has given us hope on how to defeat these things and how to guard ourselves and how to see before they get there. It's up to us to go read his word, figure out where it's at. What do we do? How do we combat these things? And it says it right there to put on the full armor, armor of God, which we'll get into what the full armor of God is so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. He knows the devil is going to be scheming. He knows the devil is going to be tempting. So we're going to put this on so that we can we can withstand and stand against the schemes of the devil. Okay, so we continue on to verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of darkness, the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. He's telling you that this, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. I talked about this in chapter 24. So in chapter 24, it's called recognizing the enemy. I talked about this there on who the real enemy is in your life. It's not your mother. It's not your brother. It's not your coworker. It's not even you. You, you don't have a problem. It's these spirits, these dark forces in this world that are trying to take over you. That's the problem. The devil would love for you to think that, oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm that. I'm, I'm, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm anxious. Oh, I'm going to be like this forever. But that's just a lie from the enemy. So I'll read it again because I know I didn't read it correct. So it says on Ephesians 6, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Flesh being you, blood being your family, your kin, okay? Even your friends, right? Our brothers and sisters are each other, okay? Picking up now. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil, in the heavenly realms. It continues on to uh, to 13. Therefore, so this is what we need to do. Therefore, so we know what's going on. We know who we're going against. Therefore, what we need to do is put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, Stand firm then. Okay. So, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when you when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with. Okay. Now he's about to get into what the full armor of God means. So, the full armor of God is this. With the belt of truth buckled around your waist the breastplate of righteousness with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Then it says also the most, the most, I feel like the most important thing is it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. 
With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's, for all the Lord's people. I mean, this is beautiful, man. He's he, he although he said he, you got this whole armor, right? Yeah, it's so beautiful. You got this whole entire armor that he says to put on. He's talking about the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, all these things. And he's saying to pray at the very end and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds, all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. When's the last time you prayed? And prayed in the spirit. When you pray, don't just say these words. Think about what you're saying. Picture yourself talking to God. Picture him up at the throne. That's what I do, man. I picture him at the throne, sitting there. I see Jesus there, and I'm talking to them. I'm, 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 I'm God, please. And I'm, I'm, I can feel him. I can see. I can feel him in my spirit. Like, speak to him. Have a genuine conversation to him. He already knows what's on your heart. Go ahead and say it to him. Pray on all occasions. On all occasions. Good bad, happy, sad, depressed, anxious, whatever you're feeling, pray. Another thing about that seed, the fowls of the air, you think to pray, man, it happens to me all the time. I'll go to leave, I'll go to leave for school in the morning and I'll say, said, you got to pray. You got to pray with Abby before you go. Pray, 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 pray. I get ready. I'm out the door. Next thing you know, I'm out the door and I'm like, I'm on the road and I'm like, man, I forgot to pray. It's okay. No big deal. I pray when I get to school or I pray, I talk out loud on the way to to school or, you know, whatever, but getting in that habit, it happens so quick. It sometimes seems so hard to pray. It it, it does. And if you don't know what to pray about, go watch chapter, chapter 26 with Regina Waldell. It's the second most recent chapter. And (laughs) it's not what to pray about. And it's funny I say it that way because there's no certain way to pray. We talk about it on that show. So further you know, so it goes further into that chapter. So go check that out to find out where do we pray? How do we pray? What's this praying thing about? But what I think is beautiful is, is that, and again, this is Ephesians 6, starting with verse 11. And it goes all the way down to uh, 20. Okay, I was going to finish out chapter tw- or the, the chapter. It says, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. The full armor of God, beautiful chapter to go check out. Uh, Highly recommend it. So that's what we do. We know that the devil is always on attack. We know he's always on a prowl. It says uh, in John that the devil prowls around as a, it says to be sober, be vigilant, that the devil prowls around as a roaring lion, looking to devour whom he may. And he's just always looking around. He's always trying to devour you. And if you are drinking, if you're smoking weed, if you're doing drugs, I'm going to be real with you, man. If you're taking Molly at shows, if you're even, here's another thing. If you're not, if you're in embodying and getting into, uh, Zodiacs, if you're getting into, you know, um, what are those things called? Crystals, or if you're getting into, you know, your Mercury and the moon and, and it's my, this season. And that's why I'm all that's crap. I'm be real with you. And I mean that in the honest, most nicest way, all that is crap because that's the devil. 
if any of that was gone, if zodiacs didn't exist, if crystals didn't exist, if uh, the if if moon and Mercury, if all this crap, if it all didn't exist, you wouldn't have any energy. You wouldn't be worth nothing because it's all gone. It has no if if you have to have that around you to feel your vibes and feel good, it's it doesn't it has doesn't have that much power. Not as much as tarot cards too. Don't be getting your readings done. That stuff is witchcraft. That stuff attaches to you and you willful, anxious, depressed, confused, and lost. The more you embody that and the more you feed into that, it's not the way. So with all this being said, just to wrap it up, I believe, I know and I believe in my heart that something that was said on this chapter, you will be able to gravitate towards you'll be able to use you'll be able to not only just take this show or take this chapter and 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 run with it but that you'll be able to take it and go do your own homework and go see go read ephesians 6 11 you know for yourself go read ephesians 6 for yourself it's beautiful it suggests what children should do and parents should do it's a beautiful chapter um or it's a beautiful book ephesians and go read John. I always suggest to new believers to read the book of John first. First thing you should read is the book of John. That's just my personal opinion because it's such a good book and John delivers it so well. And then go back to Matthew and read Matthew, Mark, Luke. You know, I, I believe that you receive this. I believe that it's getting down in you. I believe that the schemes of the enemy are breaking at this very moment and that you are equipping yourself and that you are stepping into a lighter and brighter future. I truly believe that with each chapter that you have been growing with me. And I promise you, when I'm talking to you, I'm not speaking like I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm not trying to tell you or feel like I'm better than you. I'm actually speaking to myself at times because I need to hear this. I need to believe this. I need to feel this. I need this deep in my heart. This helps me. This has gotten me this far in my life and I love my life and I deal with challenges every single day. But if I had not had the word of God to give me comfort, to see and to speak to me and to have prayer and communion with this, with my father, I don't know where I would be, and I appreciate that. And, and I believe that you will start recognizing the enemy. I, I believe that your spiritual eyes are being open and that you're going to recognize the next time someone says something pessimistic and you're like, huh, I just try to say I'm doing something good. And someone says, oh, you're just like your mom. Oh, you're just like your dad. Oh, why are you trying to do that? You think you're better? Like whatever little thing, little remark, sarcasm too. Sarcasm is another one that the enemy does. So I believe that you'll start recognizing that and don't respond fire with fire. Take the high road. I promise you that's how you start beating it. You will start learning self-control and it'll start building this eye that you are able to see these things before they happen and you know how to avoid them, which is going to cause less anxiety, less ang less uh, pain, less mental stress, less physical stress. All these things will start deteriorating from you and start breaking away from you and you will re be replaced you will be replaced fully with jesus his spirit the holy spirit will be more in you and work harder inside of you and you will receive peace and joy i know it i believe it and i speak that over you also i know that you're going to be doing this by being on guard with the full armor of god 
I I won't go into it today, but I will do a show on the full armor of God, going over the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the um, the sword, which is the word of God, uh, the shield of faith, all of these things, uh, the shoes of the ready of the gospel. Okay, so I'll go over all of it, explain what each one of those are, and explain why we need the full armor of God and what that exactly is. So you get dressed with that every single day. But go read it for yourself. Until then, go read it for yourself in Ephesians 6. Starting with verse 11, right? I know that you will do this, and in doing this, you'll become stronger, you become wiser, and you will become spiritually awake. I believe and declare that over your entire you, your family, uh, your friends. Things are about to start changing in your life. Chains are being broken, broken, and you're just coming into your fullness with God. I believe that wholeheartedly. So maybe you've been like me before in my life, and you know I was always uh, trying to get close to God, but you know something would pop up and and try to rip that seed from me. You know I I had a friend invite me to church. Nah, man, I ain't going to church. That's the devil coming. That's the devil trying to, the fowl's coming to try to take away that from you. And I'm here to extend an invitation to you to not join a religion, to not, you know, what you may have heard about Christianity, what you may have seen, all of it's a lie. There is so much truth. There is so much sound truth and light that will change your world for what you really are searching for in this life. I know you're searching for something better, and I know that through my personal relationship with Jesus that this will come to pass. Like, it it does come. All you need is just a touch. Just one touch. You'll feel it. You'll know it. And it's hard to let that go because that touch is always, it'll never let you go. It's beautiful. It's always going to be egging at you. So I'd like to personally invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So if you would repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I'll make you my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As always, if you said that prayer, congratulations. I am so proud of you. I know it feels good. If you didn't say that and you're still listening and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let me just put you on game. The fouls of the air are coming, trying to prevent you from doing that because they know who you are in Christ Jesus. They know who you are to God and they don't want you to come to him. Rewind it. Play it through. Do not allow the devil to take you from your kingdom you are a king you are a queen and you have a right in a kingdom through jesus christ so don't allow the devil to do that to you you have a purpose and a destiny to fulfill and and it's on the other side of that door just let him in he's knocking i promise you so thank you for watching uh tap into the next show which is going to be stony places i'm gonna put that out soon Until next time, may the Lord protect you and keep you. May the Lord guide you. May he order your steps and may he he give you peace. Thank you so much for watching and love yourself so that you can go love someone else. I love you.